This morning, we are starting a new sermon series called Ask For. Can you say that with me? Ask For. We are going to ask God for open doors. We are going to ask God for open hearts. We are going to ask God for open heaven. And finally, we are going to ask God for open hands. And today, let's ask God for open doors. Can you say open doors? Can you say a little out loud, open doors? Ask for is a series that motivates us to pray that God may open the closed doors in our lives. You know, many times we feel that we have closed doors. The doors are closed in multiple directions. And this series will help us, will motivate us to ask God. How do we ask God? Through? How do you ask God? Through? Through what? Through prayer. So through prayer we ask God. So through prayer we approach God and ask God to open these doors in our lives. Let's ask God for open doors. When a door is shut, we cannot enter into the door. We need to open the door for us to enter and to gain access on the various blessings, both spiritual and both material. When the door is closed, we don't really know what is in the other side of the door because the door is closed. And it is important that we open the door in order to gain access to the treasure that is hiding in the other side of the door. Open door always doesn't mean that it is from God. Just because the door is kept open, that doesn't mean that we need to just walk into it. We need a good discernment to know whether this door is the door is of God or not. Today, <coughs> excuse me. Today we see many doors. Most of the time, when we enter, you know, when we are in a rush, when we enter, maybe you know, we are very late for the hospital appointment, and we rush. And most of the time we enter into the wrong door, the exit door, and we enter in and get hit by somebody else who is exiting. Thank God our church has only one door. It's important which door we need to select when we enter in. All the doors are not from God, so we need a good discernment to know which is of God's door. Even when God opens the door, we need courage to walk into the door. Because at times when the door is open, we see there are many things which are not known to us. When such door is open, when we walk into the door, there are many things which are not familiar to us. We need courage to walk into such doors when God opens such doors. Listen to me. When God opens doors, we need to prepare ourselves to grab those opportunities. We don't know how long the door is going to, kept, going to be kept open. We don't know when the door is going to shut. It is very important. We need to be prepared so that when the door is opened, we will be able to go and grab the opportunities that are available for us. Some of us have been waiting for God to open certain doors in your lives. We need to ask God that God may open those doors in our lives. You know, suddenly we know one thing that opens the closed doors is prayer. Prayer opens the closed opportunities in our lives. Can you say prayer this morning? Can you say prayer? In the Bible, 
open door signifies God's favor, success, relational blessings, marital breakthroughs, blessings of fruit of the womb, healing, deliverance, breakthroughs. You know, there are many things Bible attributes when we say open door. God wants us to walk into those open doors as he opens the doors in our lives. And certainly our prayer is going to open those doors which are shut in our lives. So here is my proposition for this sermon. This is what we are going to do so that you know there's no surprise for you. We're going to talk about few open doors. Few open doors that Bible talks about. They are relevant, they are applicable to children of God. Then secondly, we need to know what we must do to open those doors when they are closed in our lives. And thirdly, we are going to pray. We are going to ask God for certain open doors in our lives before we leave from this place. Number one, open doors in the midst of our enemies. Can you say that again? Open doors in the midst of our enemies. Can you say enemies? When you say enemies, you just don't say enemies. Just say enemies. Can you say again? Enemies. We don't want our enemies to flourish. Who wants our enemies to flourish? We don't want our enemies to flourish. There are enemies to us. Do you know that? Yes? You have enemies? Any of you here? No? Yes? Yes? Okay, I say somebody saying yes. Okay. <laughs> we have enemies, right? When you say enemies, you know, we are angry at our enemies. Certainly the devil is our enemy. He's the enemy of the kingdom of God. He's the enemy of the kingdom of pe- kingdom people like us. And he at times uses people like us as enemies. So open door in the midst of our enemies. God had promised that he will open doors in the midst of our enemies. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9. Paul writes and he says, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Who are these adversaries? 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9. Who are these adversaries? They are enemies for anybody. And they are enemies for Paul. Paul had individual enemies. You know, we generally saying that the, the devil is our enemy. Apart from the devil, there were individuals, their enemy with Paul. They had enmity with Paul. And he says, For great and effective door has opened for me, but the adversaries are also many. Paul was saying, writing this to the church in Corinth, and he was saying, He will wait in Ephesus until the day of Pentecost. Because God had opened the door. Many doors are open for him to preach the gospel. God had opened the door in front of his, front of his enemies. If you remember the story when Paul was here in Ephesus for the first time. He was there and there, there was a great riot broke. Because Paul was preaching about and teaching about idols. And some of the idol worshippers, you know, they were losing their business. All the idol makers, they were losing their business. All the temple priests, they were losing their business because Paul was there preaching against the idol worship. And there was a great riot broke and Paul had to leave the city very soon. But later in Ephesus, the church multiplied and God was opening the doors left and right everywhere for the gospel. And when Paul heard about it, he came to Ephesus and he wanted to stay there for a long time because the door is opened. 
But he also says, along with the opportunities to preach the gospel, there were obstacles too. There were obstacles to, you know, when God opens a door, that doesn't mean that everything is going to be smooth. When God opens a door for us, the moment you see a blessing, the moment you see the hand of God upon your life, that doesn't simply mean that means that everything is going to go smooth. Oppositions will multiply. People may not like us because they see the blessings of God. You know, when you come to this nation, and when you are blessed in this nation, you know, from your country, people may not like you. Your family members may not like you. Your friends there may not like you because you are blessed and somebody couldn't handle somebody else being blessed. Amen. Even if that happens in our, life, in our lives too. When you, you don't like somebody, then you, like, you hear that person being blessed. Your flesh is not very happy. Why? Why that blessing came to him? He's not a Christ follower like me. Why that is? You know, there is an enmity, enmity developing within us. Paul had many enemies. Enemies of the kingdom of God too. And Paul says, I know there is a great opportunity. I know God opens the door in the midst of the enemies. But during that situation, God is with us. He is going to honor you because he had opened the door for you. Remember to identify your adversaries. Remember to identify your enemies. But remember, God is going to lift you up in that situation. I like this psalm. This psalm is very appropriate. Psalm 23, verse 5. I like this verse very much. I pray over this verse, over my life and over this church. Psalm 23, verse 5. You prepare. Can you read that with me along with me out loud? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup runs over i like that word table can you say table table i like that word table he prepares a table where in the presence of my enemies table is the place where we see the abundance of God's provision. Amen? Table is a praise. You prepare food from morning till evening and you bring the food and keep the food ready and the guest is about to come. Table is a place where you see the abundance of God's provision. And God says, I will prepare a table before your enemies. Table is a place where you see families coming together. Amen? Do you have a table in your house? Yes? Do you have a dining table in your house? How many of you sit and eat at the dining table at a time? Sorry, how many, how many of you? <laughs> okay, you raised your hands, thank you. you okay. <laughs> so so you, you, what I'm trying to say is just not one of you just sit alone at the table and eat. That table is not really meant for that. We understand that you know, during lunch you can't sit together and eat, but at least supper, you try to get together. Pull everybody. Right? Ryan is hiding in his room. Catch hold of him and then pull him to the dining table. Right, Ryan? Let's sit together and eat. It's very important for families. That's where the family relationship is built. That's where you get time to talk to your children. Find some way. If nothing happens, at least once a week, make it a point. I'm sure that all of you can do. I can do that too. 
once a week just make sure that you sit across your dining table and have a meal together because we want our enemy to see that happening if you are not doing that as a family you are giving any room for the enemy the enemy is going to laugh at you god prepared a table and put the table in front of you look at your family members he is not coming she is not coming he will come late and she will not go to school this day you know nothing is happening enemy is very happy but god wants you to sit together and have meal together those who are not having family you need to pray very hard God will make you family. God is the God who establishes home. God is the God who builds your lives. Table is where families get together and fellowship. Table is where you get nourished physically. You need that physical nourishment for you to move forward. And your enemies will see the blessings of God in your life because God had prepared this table and put the table in front of your enemies and make them to see this is our woman of God. This is our man of God. This is our family who follows Jesus Christ is blessed. Ask God for open doors in the middle of your enemies. Today your enemies may be laughing at you. They're literally laughing at you. The day when you came to Canada, the day when you came to some other nation, and in days have gone by, years have gone by, still you are struggling to settle in this nation. Not many people are happy about it, not many people are in support of you, but they are just laughing at you. There are people, they try to destroy your family. They do witchcraft. They do, literally they do, witchcraft to destroy your family. They do all these things to destroy your properties. They want to hurt, they want to destroy, they want to remove your property and your belongings. They do everything even to destroy your life. There are enemies for us on the face of this earth. As David says, your enemy may not be somebody else. Your enemy may be your own friend. Your enemy may be your own blood. The one who ate your bread. The one who had a meal with you, he or she may be your enemy and God wants you to identify your enemy. Not to pray against them, but maybe you have to pray for them. But more than that, you need to be protected. God wants you to identify your enemies. Ask God for open doors in the midst of your enemies. Bible says we will never be put to shame. You know, this is something the children of God, they are, we are missing. God wants us to realize. God wants us to know that we will never be put to shame. Hallelujah. We need to believe this. Joel chapter 2 verse 27. Then you shall know. You know, we'll look, look at the words of God. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. Who are those Israel? Who are those Israel? Hello? Who are those Israel? Can you say we? Not French we. English we. Can you say we? We are the Israel. And what God says, then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I'm the Lord your God and there is no other. My people shall never be. I don't think you, you, you believe this statement. Believe, believe this word. Do you believe? Can you read again? Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God. And there is no other my people shall never be put to shame can we just give a glory to God for this word my people shall never be put to shame 
As God opens the door in the middle of our enemies, He is promising, He is assuring that you will never be put to shame. Just hold on to God. This morning we are talking about the door that God is opening in the midst of our enemies. We are talking about two doors this morning. Secondly, door of great opportunity. Door of great opportunity, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Paul writes here, he says, Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened to me by the Lord. This door refers to the door of opportunity. Can you say opportunity? A door of great opportunity to preach the gospel. Let's ask God to open a great door of opportunity in our lives. As God opens the door of opportunity, as children of God, we should be ready, prepared to walk through the doors as God opens because there's a great opportunity. You know, sometimes God brings opportunity in our, li- in our lives. There may be a vacancy in a particular company that's relevant, that suits your profile, but you know what? You are not prepared. Last six months, you have never studied your topic, never you refreshed for an interview. You are not prepared. When opportunity comes in our lives, when especially a door is opened, a door of great opportunity is open in our lives, it's important that we need to be prepared. Winston Churchill, who led Great Britain during the darkest era of Second World War, this is what Winston Churchill said. Can you just read that with me? It will bless your soul this morning. To each... There comes in their lifetime a special moment when they are figuratively tapped on their shoulder and offered a chance to do a very special thing. This comes in our lives. Unique to them and fitted to their talents. What a tragedy if that moment finds them unprepared or unqualified for that which could have been their finest hour. You know, when God brings opportunity and he taps our shoulder as we pray for those doors to open, when we pray and get those doors opened, the opportunity comes in our lives. And what a tragedy it is if we are not prepared to grab those opportunities. You know, today God prepares you to grab those opportunities in your life. Listen to me. Joseph used to interpret dreams in his life. Before, before he was called from the prison cell into the palace to interpret the dream of the king. He used to interpret dreams. He was not just a dreamer and an interpreter all of a sudden. God prepares people for a time such as this because God is going to open the doors of an opportunity. Can I hear an amen? David used his slingshots not on Goliath first. David used his slingshot on lions and bears and different animals. He practiced that, you know, how he can bring the giant Goliath down. It, was, it did not happen just all of a sudden. He was practicing. You're talking about preparing your life and my life for the opportunity that God... I'm not really saying what that opportunity because it means different thing to you. Daniel used to pray three times. Before, even much before the Persian king decided to throw Daniel into the den of lions. He did not pray just for that day. He used to pray every day. 
Jesus, 30 long years, he, lived, he learned how to listen to the voice of his heavenly father before he started his public ministry. God is preparing you for that opportunity that God is going to open in your lives. You need to prepare yourself to grab the opportunity when God opens those doors in our life. Now, this is very, very important. Many times we miss if you turn back in your life, you missed many opportunities in your life because you are not prepared for that moment. You know, many times we try different things and we realize that we, everything has come to an end. It's not going to happen. Let's read this quote. Let's read it together. If you trust in your God, can you read that with me? If you trust in your God, what seems to be the end of all your efforts in life is just a beginning of a new chapter which is yet to be written in your life. You know, there are times we come to a decision, come to a conclusion. There is nothing beyond this. I don't think God can open more opportunities in my life. I don't think God can do something good in my life anymore because it's all done. I tried many things. I tried many times and if I failed, everything came to an end. It doesn't mean that God cannot open another chapter and write, start writing that chapter in your life. In the meantime, God wants to prepare you. There are three areas God is trying to prepare you. Number one, God is trying to grow us in our character. A very tall tree is the tree that, that gets hit by the wind. And that's important that the tree need to be so deeply rooted in order to handle that situation. God prepares your character because he's going to open an opportunity in your life that's along your way and you need to be prepared to handle that heaviness. God wants us to keep on learning. Paul was learning at the feet of Gamaliel. He learned all the Old Testament and New Old Testament theology. You know, nothing went waste. It all helped for him to write the epistles to many churches. God wants us to focus on another as we prepare ourselves. Because all the giftings that God has given in our lives, it's not to keep them within us. It is to give them out. It is to spend. And our lives is to be spent. I'm really joyed, overjoyed when people say that. When I try to teach, text somebody and say that, okay, I'm outside, I'm helping somebody. I brought somebody for shopping this morning because he or she did not have anybody to take care. I'm taking somebody to hospital. I'm driving someone to hospital because he needs some help. You know, God wants us to help others. God wants us to prepare ourselves so that when the opportunity comes in our lives, God can use us. If you ask God for to open the door of opportunity, God will open the door of opportunity. Amen? How do we open the doors? Let's talk a little bit about it. Number three, door that prayers open. Doors that prayer opens. Colossians chapter 4 verse 3. If you can read with me, Paul says, Paul is asking the church in Colossae, he's saying, meanwhile, praying also for us, that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains. Paul is saying, I need your prayer. Please pray because only your prayer can open the door 
for the word. So we are talking about a door that opens only by prayer. Only by prayer. Do you remember when Peter was kept in prison? Acts chapter 12. When Peter was kept in prison, the church was earnestly praying. There was constant prayer offered by the church. That's what the Bible says. And that prayer opened the prison door and brought Peter out of the prison cell. Remember the, what prayer can do in your life. Today you may not see the gigantic doors in front of you, but those doors are standing in your life. Those doors are part of your life. And every time you hit against the door, if the door is not opening for you and God is speaking to you this morning, only prayer can open such doors. Bible says, beautifully it says, then they approach the most obstructive barrier of all. Then they approach, who are they? Peter and Peter and who are they both of them approach the door from the prison cell Peter and Peter and whom come on Sunday school children Peter and who both of them came to the door who else <sighs> Peter and the angel. Can you say angel? Mm. Peter and the angel. Then they approached the gate. You remember angel was walking Peter? Follow me. Come on, follow me. You know, they passed the guard post and then they came to the door, which is a huge barrier. It's a huge iron door that separates the prison cell from the main street. When the door is open, they'll be in the main street. And the prayer of the believers were so powerful. All the chains were loosed and the obstructions were removed, including the huge obstruction that was in front of them, the most impenetrable door that was opened by prayer. Paul is saying, pray that God would open the door for us to minister the word. You know, there are many doors in your lives that are shut. You can write it down. What are those doors in your life that are shut today? I don't think there's a door in your life that is much harder than the iron door that Peter, God could open it for Peter. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 and 8, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will open for you. And verse 8 he says, For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will, op it will be opened. You know, God wants us to have that assurance. God wants us to know when I pray, God will open the door for me. You know, at times we feel that we are stuck in our lives. <coughs> Some of you may say that. The day when I got married to this man, I am stuck. I could see your smiles you know, through the mask. The day when I got to this married to this man, I am stuck. I am just got, I got stuck for life. If you feel that you are stuck, what do you need to do? You need to, you need to, you need to pray. Pray for what? Don't pray for God to remove that man, okay? Don't pray for that, that's a wrong prayer. 
when the doors of opportunity is closed in front of you when you don't see the doors opening in front of your enemies god wants you to pray so that the doors will open for you do you feel that the doors are closed you need to pray do you feel that in spite of knocking at the huge door the huge door that even the door doesn't have key it's all rusted it's all just jammed and got stuck you may not even think that the door will open but god is able to open the door if you pray if you pray you must pray to god for god to open the closed doors number 4 when god opens the door door that opens when we are faithful can you say faithful revelation chapter 3 verse 8 john was asked to write the spirit of god was asking john to write to the church in philadelphia and in revelation chapter 3 verse 8 paul john writes saying that i know your works the son of man who is standing in the middle of the lampstands he is saying looking into the church in philadelphia and he is saying that i know your works see i have set before you an open door and no one can shut it for that for is very important for you have a little strength you have kept my word and have not denied my name door that opens when you are faithful door that's open when you are faithful in a spirit of god is saying three things you have only a little strength and then what else you have kept my word you study the word you read the word you send the word a scripture to joy every day right and i know she's asking some of you she's just behind some of you i don't know why what's wrong with her but she is just behind some of you send one scripture every day it works i don't know she knows god knows you kept my word you kept reading my word at least that one scripture every day and have not denied my name three little things but they show these three things show together their faithfulness for god the door that god opens for those who are faithful to him there is a great honor that comes upon anyone who is found faithful in a little you remember jesus spoke about the parable of the talents the servants who received five talents and those who received the, the servant who received two talents they were faithful in what were given to them in their hands and at the end of the day when everything is done the judge comes or the landlord comes or the owner comes or jesus himself comes and this is what he says in matthew 25:23 if you can read with me he his lord said to him well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful over few things i will make you ruler over many things enter into the joy of your lord the small job you do it may pay you or it may not pay you try to be faithful in that give your full self to the job to the work it may be the work secular job or it may be the government job or it may be the work in the kingdom of god whatever it may be just be faithful the small business you start just be faithful in that some of you as a student your responsibility is to study not to play video games hello 
Your responsibility is to study. Right? So try to be faithful in what you are supposed to do. And God will honor that. You may be cleaning the church. You may be playing an instrument or leading worship and whatever it may be. Try to give your best and try to be found faithful. When God looks at your situation, if he finds that you are faithful in that little, or it may be even practicing guitar at home. Be faithful. Be faithful. Then God will open the door for you. And Bible says, no one can shut that door. It's a special door. God opens only for those who are faithful. Nowhere else God is saying that no one else can shut. But here in Revelation chapter 3, we see, if you are found faithful, God will open the door and no one can shut. Proverbs 28, 20, Solomon says, a faithful man will abound with blessings. Proverbs 28, 20. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who has hastens to be rich will not be, sorry, will not go unpunished. Let me read that again. Proverbs 28, 20. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who has hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. What God is saying here is, a man who is faithful will be abundantly blessed. But somebody who is trying to become rich, somebody who is in the fast track because they want to become rich, they will not go unpunished. unpunished. Be faithful. Do not try to cut corners. It's important in your life. It's important in the life of a child of God. Do not alter your resume. Do not cheat people. Do not bargain beyond the limit. There's a limit to bargain. Do not bargain because he'll think that you are a beggar and then he'll throw that to you. Do not bargain beyond the limit. I don't think anybody will teach these things. Do not twist hands of people to get favor. It's important. Do not cheat government, but not declaring your taxable income. Do not cheat government. You need to know to whom, with whom you are filing your taxes. Sometimes repeatedly I hear people saying that, you know, if I go to this person, I'll get huge amount of return, you know. I may not get it anywhere. He will do all the loopholes he will find and he will be able to, you know, put your tax return so that he will get a huge benefit. Remember, you are a child of God. Now, just because somebody who is saying that, you know, who is not a believer, who is not a child of God is saying that I will find all the loopholes of the government to get you more return. Who is the sufferer ultimately? Who receives that money? Who receives that money? We need to be careful. Children of God, we need to set a good example. God wants us to be faithful in little that God has given in our hands. You must be faithful. Then God opens the door which no one can shut. Just to summarize. God wants us to ask to him to open the doors. When we ask, he will open the doors in the midst of our enemies. He will open the doors of great opportunity. That opportunity will bring great things in our lives. But remember, we need to be prepared to grab those opportunities. And only prayer could open certain doors that are shut and closed in your lives. And God opens doors when we are found faithful and little. And that door no one can shut.
This morning, I believe there are many things that may be running in your head. I just want you to know, get into your time of prayer this morning before we leave. Shall we all just stand for a moment?